kind of love me And I believe you when you said like that Oh Hey, hey, hey. Hi, it's Tanya Stokes. Welcome to my podcast. Um, this is where I come to kind of get it all out. The stuff that I'm thinking and feeling and I just need to get off my chest. I come to my podcast and have a conversation <laughs> with myself. So welcome to a conversation with Tanya. Today, I want to talk about my distributors. Um, here's why. I checked my email, my text messages first, and then my email. And I had gotten a text message from one of my distributors that basically said, check your email. And then I checked my email and I was like, oh, he has products. He has a new way of pushing products. And distributors are calling again. Um, I got a call from another distributor um, wanting me to place my order over the phone and she was going to drop it off. Those are some of the extra things we have got to do in the climate that we are in to sustain our business. And we are their clients because they service the professional industry. So it's their job to make sure we're good and make sure we have what we need. So um, everybody's being nicer and more patient. And I think we all are across the board. We all are. Um, I love my distributors. Um, they carry some of the best products, some of the, the best products you will ever use on your clients. But here's why I'm talking about them today because we were out for three months I remember asking several stylists have you heard from your distributor um I don't know why I asked that I, I kind of just did you know what I mean um because I'll be completely honest with you I was not like reaching out to my customers like hey girl hey hey just checking on you to see how you're doing like my thought process was we're all in this like my clients aren't going through anything that I'm not going through and and I'm not going through anything that my distributors aren't going through so we all know that there's a pandemic out there we've all been shut down so I just really didn't see a need I really I really did not see a need now some of uh some of my mentors um, were encouraging that. Like, yeah, and you got to reach out to your customers and make sure they're okay. And I'm thinking, make sure they're okay how? Like their hair? <laughs> That's just... <laughs> I told you, this is where I come to dump it. Like how? Make sure... I mean, I'm in business to do hair. So to make sure they are okay as it relates to their hair. Okay. Well, I know how they're doing. They can't come to the salon because the salon isn't open. <laughs> so everybody's pretty much in the same position. And I did have some clients that were like, hey, you know, can you come to my house? And if I shampooed my hair, would you? Da, da, da. And I was like, no, no. But here's why. I've learned a long time ago that 
it is up to you to take care of your mental health. It's up to you. Like everybody's in the same boat and everybody has to row their boat. If I were to step out of my zone and go on this side and just be like, hey, how are you doing? That's not going to be good for my mental health. So I've learned a long time ago that you have, you're responsible for your mental health and you need to make sure that you are mentally good before you can even consider anyone else. And I've, uh, I saw the true heart of people when you are, when your back is against the wall, like when you're in such a dark place you can't see through the smoke. You see the true heart of people. And um, all I had was me. (laughs) So I'm just like, so this is another hit? No. So I was telling my mentor, no, I'm not doing that. I needed to stay um, in a good, healthy place. So I didn't do it. I did not go on social media. Just because I like social media sometimes could take you to a place, you know, and I'm like, "Ah, nah, I'm going to do all the things that make me feel good. And that's what I did. I woke up every day at five o'clock, did what I needed to do for me and the dog and took a shower, got dressed as if I was going to work and did everything that made me feel good. Did not turn on the TV, did not go back into the bedroom, made sure the bed was made, the house was clean. All the blinds were open. You know, I did all the things that I needed to stay sane. And reaching out to other people just was not. So I had a distributor that sent me some information. And the information was almost like a funnel. You click this link to get to that link to get to that link and to add this to your cart. And eventually you just buy all this product. And it was one of the distributors that I, uh, one of the, yeah, one of the distributors that I didn't hear from. I didn't hear from any of them, except for my bad. There was one distributor that would constantly reached out like, hey, let me know if you need any products. And I'm like, we're in a pandemic. Like, why would I need products? I'm just going to block him. So I eventually blocked him. I like talking to them. Because... They let me know how the industry is going, like what's going on in the industry. So before I get into the real story of the distributor, let me ask you, because I know you're here because you're a hairstylist, a barber, uh, nail tech. You're in this beauty industry in some form or fashion. How are you doing? How is your industry? How is your clientele? What's the morale like in your salon? And don't give me that programmed response. Like, I'm fine. (laughs) Like, I want to know the truth. And this is what I asked my distributors these past few months. I'm like, hey, how's it going? And I would always get the programmed response, which is business is fine. It's good. It's very good. And as we can, I found out that a few of them had taken part-time jobs which is fine. We all have families, right? I don't know about you, but none of my bills stopped. Um, 
the rent um, on the space where I am currently housing my business um, stopped. All the monthly bills, I still had to pay all the monthly bills. So when somebody said, hey, I took on a part-time job, I get it because you still had monthly bills. Um, I ran into a few stylists that were like, yeah, I took an essential job and I decided to do that instead of going back to the salon. So a couple of girls left the chair and I think that is awesome. So why did this guy tell me that business was fine if he took a part-time job? Is he telling me that the hair industry is fine and his part-time job is fine? Because in the meantime, he was sharing about like the new products and, you know, he was doing the salesman thing about how to increase your bottom line. And I'm one of those people, I'm hyper aware. This industry is, it's a beautiful industry. The hair industry is beautiful. Like it's beautiful people. We get dressed up in beautiful clothes. We make sure our hair and our makeup, I mean, not all the time, but you know, we, we sell the dream. We make the dream come true. We make you feel good and look good. We do all the things. Oh my gosh, you look amazing. That's beautiful. We do all the things. And when the clients ask, how are you doing? We go, oh, I'm doing well. Life is great. Let me tell you, girl. Let me tell you. Planning that trip to Dubai for 2022. You know what I'm saying? You know, (laughs) you know, you go to your family member's house or you rent an Airbnb for the weekend and you take all these pictures and you go, entrepreneur life. You know, you get on somebody's private jet or, you know, you're just hanging out. You take the picture, entrepreneur life. Take a picture of your beautiful food at a high-end restaurant. Like the whole nine, like we do all the things. Because for as long as I can remember, hair stylists and barbers, everybody in this industry lived the fabulous life. Lived the fabulous life. Drove the luxury cars. Lived in the big, beautiful houses had all the high-end furniture, only shopped at the best stores. And now that we have social media, we take pictures and videos and post them. It's interesting. But what we never show is the bleed out, the truth. That some, some of us are bleeding out. Some of us will not face the truth. Now, I could honestly say I'm doing okay. When you look at the books and we're talking about the books and bringing in the income, that is not okay. But I had savings and my savings took me through the quarantine. So I'm still okay, right? But when I look at like some of the um, systems that I have in place, you know, that gives me a nudge every now and then. My system says, Tanya, you, based on what you have made this year, to compare this year and last year, you are in a hole. And um, 
from this month to last month, you've had an increase of 30%. You know, you know, people are starting to trust again. People are starting to come back to the salon again. And all those systems are accurate. That's why I love them. I don't have to sit there and do all the profit and loss stuff. They do all this stuff for me. I know exactly what services people aren't biting and where I should market and advertise and stuff like that. Even Google comes in and Google says, hey, look, people hadn't been looking for you. This is just in terms of people searching for the salon. Like, and of course, we all know why. We know why. So... I'm that person. I don't mind making the adjustments. The numbers don't look good. I don't have to look a certain way in front of you. I don't. I have to be able to live with myself and feel a certain way. So if the numbers doesn't look good, and even though you still have a nest, I still have a nest egg over here, I'm not going to sit and eat off of this nest egg. I've got to find a way to balance out this book. And this reminds me of a story I heard about a year and a half ago, maybe two years, me and a friend went to this event. Um, A a salon was celebrating like a 20 year or 25 year anniversary or something like that. And the, the host told his story. Great host, man. He had us laughing. He's been in the industry for so long. He told all the stories. And as he was wrapping up his portion of this uh, event, he shared his testimony. And his testimony made me feel, made me very uncomfortable. Because here he is, he is a well-renowned hairstylist, has won countless awards, um, has been on all the TV talk shows, reality shows, newspaper, magazines, you name it has one of the best looking salons I've seen in forever. Just gorgeous. But he shared with us at one point he lived in that salon. Like staying over to make sure everything was clean and looking beautiful. Because at the end of the night, he was going to sleep in that salon. He had lost everything. Everything. And said every morning he would get up really early and, you know, do all the things, put on the happy face, get dressed, look amazing. Nobody knew he lived in that salon. And to hear his story reminds me of a friend of mine that did the same thing. And I I wouldn't I didn't know her at the time, but I remember always driving past her salon and the lights were on. And it was because she lived there. It wasn't like a house salon or anything. It was a business. She didn't have a car, so nobody knew she lived there. So it was like it just made me very uncomfortable. And here's why. We've heard the stories about, um, you know, the rich dad, poor dad story and all the different stories where people sacrificed everything, lived in their cars and everything to become the big name that they are today. But I also feel like those people are older and they have walked that path so that you don't have to. I feel like those people came back and shared their stories with us so that we wouldn't do those things. I feel like the guy that hosted the show, 
and the young lady that lived in her salon, backs were against the wall, didn't share what was going on, or maybe didn't feel like they had anywhere or anyone to turn to. As a single mom, you know, I've always had an extra room. I've always had my place open. Like I wasn't advertising it, but I would hear your story. And if you were bleeding out, I would offer you a place for at least three months to get it together. You don't have to pay rent, save all your money, get yourself together and do the thing. If you have a kid, you can bring the kid too. And I often wonder if these people didn't have anyone that they could turn to and why, why didn't they have anyone that they could turn to? So when I talk to my distributors and they say things like, oh, business is fine. And then when we chat a little bit, you tell me that you're working a part-time job. I often wonder, well, why are you still working that job? Because things are open again, right? Are you not telling the truth because you want to sell me the American dream of entrepreneurship and that salon lifestyle, like, oh, you got to do it this way and sell your clients, all these things. And, you know, you could use, you could live off of what you make in retail. That's something that a lot of um, distributors tell you. And they're right. They're right. But things are slow and you have to be honest. The business is slow. Be honest with yourself. And when I look at our industry and we look at the distributors, one thing about the distributors, I must say that when we were on that break, distributors sold what we would purchase from them, our back bar products, they sold to our customers for a fraction of the price. So now we have customers at home with 32 ounce bottles of product. One lady told me she bought a whole gallon of shampoo and conditioner from one of the distributors that um, services me. And so these people are coming up missing because they have the products that we would use in the salon. Everything is connected. Every single thing is connected. What you do could, could affect the next person. So then you have to change. So there's a constant song and dance about changing, change, change, change. So after we chatted for a while, I finally just said it to the distributor. Why are you still working that part-time job? And again, I'm hyper aware and I don't think he knew I heard him. And it took him a minute to find the words to say. And because he stuttered, I said, because business is really not that good. I said, I find it hard to believe that your business is great when the average salon owner that I speak to are telling me things like business is slow. When the state board told us that we can open up at 30 to 50% capacity, which means half of our half of the time that we would give to customers, they're asking us not to do it so that we can slow the spread of this virus. So I got into the, I hate this about me, but it's something that I do when, when I realize that somebody's uncomfortable or that I've made somebody feel uncomfortable, then I try to make them comfortable. <laughs> like, like my life changed. My life changed. 
And because I knew people were uncomfortable around me, I spent the entire time trying to make those people comfortable. And, you know, I said all the things that needed to be said, you know, so that they would feel comfortable. And I didn't talk about the things that I knew would make them uncomfortable, you know? So I did that with this, this person. And then he finally came clean and said, yeah, business is really slow. And I didn't do a correction at the time, even though I, I strongly believe that correction is a gift. Even though some people don't like it, it is a gift. And when somebody corrects you, get your heart and your emotions and everything together because correction is a gift. My correction to him would have been because you lied. If I were a weak person, and I did not say this to him, I'm saying this to you. If I were a weak person, then I would be walking around here wondering if I'm not a good stylist or if I'm not a good business person because this man's telling me that business is great and, you know, the salons are doing well and this, that, and the other. Um, and I would be thinking, well, what about me? Maybe it's me. Oh my gosh, maybe it's me. Maybe it's the way I do things. Maybe it's the way my business is set up. So I didn't say any of those things to him, but that was just me processing in my head. Because I knew I had already spoken to some of the heavy hitters in the area, in their DM and in other cities. And basically everybody had the same response. Like business is really slow, like to the point where people are calling me for an appointment. And I'm like, yeah, come on in now, you know, because people are still nervous. People are still afraid to go into the salon. So distributors do the thing that stylists and barbers do. Oh, business is great. And what's bad about that is we are in the same industry and we're going to either help one another to the next level or we're going to kill one another with our lies because the distributor feeds off of me. I buy his product. I use his product on my customers if I don't have customers, I have no need to buy his product. And when he tells me things like, oh, it's great and life is great and this and that. And, you know, when he tells me things like that, then it makes me like, hmm, maybe it's me. But I have so many relationships with other stylists and barbers. So I know that the business is slow across the board. Distributors and stylists, we live in the same space. I am my distributor's client. And then I take what he sells me and I sell it to my customers. So we all have to be on the same page. We gotta be on one accord so that we can get through this thing. So how are you doing? How is your business? What can I do to help make you more successful? And that's how I handle my customers. Let's talk about this request you have for green hair. You're in corporate America. How is that going to get you to the next level in corporate? How will your patients look at you if you showed up to work with pastel pink hair? And I know some people can get away with it, but based on what you've told me about the age of your customers, it may dissolve their confidence in you. So I'm here to pour into my customers my distributors should pour into me and it's cyclical. Like we just keep lifting one another up. I keep pushing my clients to their highest self and my distributors will push me to my highest self. 
and it just keeps going around and around. My customers will refer their friends. You got to call Tanya, you know, Tanya's going to give you what you need. Tanya's, she's concerned about you and your job and your family and, you know, the whole nine. And then I feel the same way about my distributors. Hey, you know, I love my distributor. He's always, you know, in tune to what's going on in the industry. He lets me know when business is slow. He lets me know what their top sellers are. You know, he let me know, you know, when they have new product on, you know, coming out. Like we can't, we've got to be honest with one another. And today we're not being honest with one another. And the truth is we are not doing well. We're not doing well. You have companies like Sephora and Alta and some of your major companies that are on Facebook advertising because people can't come in the store. You have some of your cosmetic lines that are just pushing, pushing, pushing. Everybody's using a funnel to get you to buy product. Some of the companies that swore they would never go online are on Amazon, have their own Amazon store. Hell, I even have an Amazon store because everybody's bleeding out and we're trying to survive. You have Bed Bath & Beyond and New York and & Company and Pennies and all these stores that are, what is it, uh, Victoria's Secrets, all these stores that are closing some of their shops because they are not doing well. So when I look at someone that I depend on and say, hey, how's it, how is it out there? And you say, oh, it's fine. Everything's good. I'm disappointed. So if you are in the hair industry, if you're in the beauty industry at all, if someone asks, hey, how's it going? Tell the truth. If it's going well, say that. Say that. But if it's not going well, say that. And let's find a way to grow. Let's find a way to get back on track. Let's find a way to survive together. Okay? That's going to do it for me. I'm Tanya Stokes. I want to thank you guys for listening to A Conversation with Tanya. We'll talk again very soon. In the meantime, take care and we'll talk soon. Bye.